Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. It is October, it is the Octoberthon 2019 and we are doing tons of horror movies, tons of episodes of this horror movie podcast, 31 episodes in total including the Patreon exclusives and uh, this episode is going to be about Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Mm-hmm. Which is exciting because we did Hellraiser one last October thon. Uh, we actually did Hellraiser <laughs> it won a vote. One of the votes for last October was the was a uh, like first movies and franchises, and Hellraiser uh, <laughs> was was picked. And we've had so many new movies this year, and so many things that we've had to like sort of fit in that we've not been able to get through them as quickly as we thought. We did Hellraiser two a few months ago, and now it's time to do Hellraiser three. Which is the last one that I've seen. I'd seen Hellraiser 3 before. I have not seen 4 onwards, uh, or whatever they're called. You know, I've not seen the one with Henry Cavill. I've not seen the one directed by Scott Derrickson. I've not seen the one with whoever else. I know there's some other notable names that pop up. Uh, I thought I'd seen Hellraiser 3 before, uh, but I think it was actually 4 that I was thinking of. Because uh, oh. what I, I started watching this, and I was like, "Wait, uh, why aren't they in space?" And then I was like, "Oh, wait, <laughs> I, I guess I'm thinking of the wrong one." Um, no, that's uh, fair. Uh, did I introduce us? Did I say I'm Peter and you're Tim? No one cares. I'll think it did. <laughs> I feel like I just glossed over it. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Um, so yeah, this is uh, directed by Anthony Hickox, who actually has another film that I really want to do on screens at some point soon. Not that I've mm-hmm. seen it. I don't want to say what it is, but I've heard good. <laughs> I, I've heard insane things about a certain movie that he directed that i want to get okay. to but interesting uh hellraiser 3 uh is uh stars terry farrell uh who you may know from becker or i think it's star trek deep space nine. i think it's deep space nine she was on i love voyager one of those two um but she plays a <laughs> she plays a, a journalist um in this a tv reporter uh who, who's getting you know glossed over for the for the the, the veterans and the men and she wants a, a big case uh, we also have a character named terry played by paula marshall who is kind of this goth chick who whose ex-boyfriends this douchebag who owns one of the weirdest places i have ever seen in a movie it is a rock nightclub as well as a fine dining restaurant as well as his apartment it is <laughs> I can't even begin to fathom the the, the architecture and the, the planning that went into this place. <laughs> it was the nineties, baby. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> it? Was, it was nineteen ninety two. This is the first Hellraiser movie from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Where where, where do we go? Obviously, we'll start spoiler free. I should mention that mm-hmm. spoiler free, and we'll get warning in the middle before we go to spoilers. Uh, yeah, like I said, the premise is basically just. Uh, the, the this, this douchebag the the the, the boyfriend uh, JP his name is uh, I started calling him JP Love Shaft because <laughs> be, because he's always talking about sex and he, he buys this pillar it's the pillar that happens uh, they, I mean male spoilers for Hillary's or two uh, you know Pinhead and the other Cenobites end up in this pillar uh, the pillar of souls <laughs> which this guy buys from like a, a dealer and it's it's clearly this creepy dealer who knows what he's selling um, but this guy's like no 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 I'll I want this. And he has it in his apartment, and obviously, eventually, some blood gets on there, and then it starts wanting to feed on people, and then ultimately, mm-hmm. Pinhead gets released, and that's kind of what's going on. Meanwhile, uh, Terry Farrell's character Joey, along with Terry, who she teams up with, are looking into what it might be, what's going on, because they went, you know, Terry witnesses. Sorry, this is confusing because. Uh, Terry Farrell plays Joey, but the other character's called Terry, so I'm, I'm kind of confusing <laughs> myself. Uh, 
But Joey witnesses uh, this, this insane thing at the hospital. This guy comes in and dies, but he dies with, like, chains coming out of him, kind of Hellraiser style, and then eventually his head explodes. There was that moment where I went, you know what, this movie might be all right, because uh, that head explodes <laughs> scene was fun. And, yeah, so they're looking into that, and uh, there's a brief cameo from uh, Ashley Lawrence from the previous movies mm-hmm. um, via videotape, but other than that, it's very disconnected. You know, the Doug uh bradley i must say uh yeah who plays pinhead is like the only real actor who's like back properly to like be in the movie so uh that's the gist of hellraiser 3 hell on earth tim yeah did you enjoy hellraiser 3 uh you know it's kind of funny i uh went to watch this yesterday and i put it on and then i ended up just really getting lost and I started working on this this little puzzle box uh, <laughs> that I found here. Uh, so I really didn't pay too much attention to the movie. I've just been obsessed with this thing. I'm going to keep working on it under the, under here. Maybe I'll solve it uh, during the show. Uh, who knows what will happen. Um, but <laughs> just, just before you finish your joke here, I just want to point out for the audio listeners, he held up the actual lament configuration from the movie, presumably because it, the, the, the Blu-ray box set that he owns uh, came in this box. Actually, uh, well, well, Pete, you're uh, man, you're, you're you're almost like the the wishmaster himself, uh, trying to get me to make Ooh. make a wish here, because uh, I, I wish that there was a, a complete box set uh, for these movies, but. Um, well, not no, complete. I, I should... it's, it's only a box set of one, two, and three. Uh, the, yeah. The, uh, uh, Arrow put out, I think. Yeah, I think it was Arrow. Yeah. I always want to get, but it's like so expensive. And I already have the first two on Blu ray. But uh, no, I actually got this uh, a couple of years ago at a festival. They were showing uh, a screening of the first movie, and they're handing these out. And I've kept it because it's cool. And I'm cool. And you're welcome. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, actually, I. I don't know, uh, again, before, I don't know if I've actually seen this before. I, I might have seen this at some point growing up and maybe just don't remember it. Uh, but obviously, I remember the nightclub uh, stuff. Uh, but I think, yeah, most horror people probably just, uh, if they haven't seen the movie, like know some of the like more infamous clips uh, here mm. and there. Um and uh, again, just to recap, I love, love, love the first Hellraiser movie. I think it's a it's a classic. Uh, second one uh, is it, still pretty good, not you know as good, but you know, it's still good. I, I, it's, it's pretty good. Has some pacing issues towards the yeah. end, and is a bit messier. But the first one, I agree. Like I was surprised just how mm-hmm. that, that 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 first movie's gotten better for me every time I've seen it. Like last year when yeah. we watched that for October, thought I was like, man, this movie's great. Mm. Uh, this one, I think, is kind of weird uh, because I. I I don't want to say I necessarily like it, but it's actually not as bad as I was expecting it to be. Uh, Tim, I, stop know, pussyfooting around. This movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think all of the death scenes are amazing. Yes. Uh, I just think all the stuff kind of in between uh, like bored me a little bit. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, it's not a great movie in the sense that it's actually genuine. It's, not, it's nothing on the first one or anything like that. Yeah. But. Um, this is basically the idea behind this one is basically to make more of a conventional like mainstream movie which often that'll sound bad often that sounds like i don't want that why would i want a more mainstream thing but yeah. honestly like pinhead and the cenobites going around killing people even though even though it takes it makes them more like typical slasher villains right it takes away care of what they were in the first two i acknowledge that but this is just so much fun yeah <laughs> 
like the uh, I, I think it's like the other day like i could probably watch a whole movie that's just the nightclub scene like <laughs> once like the shit kind of starts hitting the fan and like all the craziness starts happening i was like really in um, oh yeah that, that, the final the, like 30 40 minutes is pretty great they, obviously yeah i agree some of those like some weird flashback stuff where we see like the the human side of pinhead I, who kind of gets separate because at the end of two he, 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 you know his soul was saved so he's kind of separate so pinhead's even worse now because pinhead's like without the human yeah. element and yeah. <laughs> we see like you know doug bradley like you come to terry farrell in our dreams or, or whatever mm-hmm. um like that stuff yeah drones on a little bit and it's just like whatever just get to the good yeah. stuff but like the good stuff is pretty good, and it's it's, it's oh, nice doubt. and yeah. it's nicely spread out. I, I don't think, it, I don't think it's ever too guilty of lolling for too long. Because even as sure. much as I yeah. think some of the stuff with the, the dreams or whatever is not that great, like I had a, I had a fun time when Terry Farrell goes to the nightclub and tries to speak to JP Love Shaft. Um, mm. I like everything with him and like his sex scene at one point. I was making me laugh because of the way he was <laughs> acting in it. Like, yeah. it's it's not a great movie in the traditional sense, but I had a great time. Um, oh yeah for sure and i i, I, I did I, see i saw this once i saw this once back when i got the dvd box set like back in like 2003 or whatever it was and i hadn't seen this one since and i surprised yeah, I, I had bought uh and specifically for the show because i know we're, we're gonna be doing all the hellraiser movies but like yeah i already had one and two on blu-ray and unfortunately you know they don't have a you know a nice blu-ray box set but uh when i was at a, a store i saw they had uh, you know, one of those kind of like cheap DVDs that's like six films in one. Yeah, uh, yeah, they yeah. had that for like Hellraiser. So they had like it's Hellraiser three through um, whatever, eight or nine. Uh, Is this on one disc? It's uh, two discs. And then, you know, it's like, you know, those like, uh, you know, like they had those like, at least I'm pretty sure it's just two. Maybe there was a third one. But, uh, you know, those like like just completely reflective discs and it's just like side a oh double-sided discs yeah 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 Uh, (laughs) that's what they call them double-sided discs (laughs) (laughs) whatever i I don't know uh i hate those because then i always forget like which side is which and then um but the the thing uh that was really bothering me is I, i was having trouble hearing a lot of it and then like i kept trying to turn the uh tv volume up and then it's just one of those things where um it, it did feel like maybe some, this is like a 90s thing where you have like a lot of actors that like you know they talk very softly when they're not like you know screaming or angry or whatever um but uh the, the thing that's annoying though is it's such like a, a cheapo dvd though they don't even have subtitles so i couldn't even yeah, put yeah. that on yeah I, I had the subs on because uh the mix is very kind of like up and down like some of the loud stuff is yeah. really loud and then the yeah. dialogue's a lot quieter um obviously like i was watching the uh the hd version so it was much better like it obviously you right. buying the, the cheap dvd was like you know making it worse but i, I can't tell if you're insulting me or not i'm not i swear i'm not i'm just i'm giving you a, a straight factual <laughs> statement thank you very much i do i do love a good box though if they oh, yeah. if some company out there wants to do whatever work you need to do to get everything on together and maybe eventually i'll buy that um i think they they have like a specific name for it that arrow release i think it's like the scarlet trilogy or something oh, something like that yeah and it comes with yeah. uh, leviathan the big making of documentary that one and two both yeah, got yeah. 
um and it has like uh a, a, an extra documentary that's on the like the bonus disc that's like feature length like, it's, it's, and plus all the old extras from the old dvds which uh the the regular blu-rays have so it like yeah it's, it's packed uh this is one of my favorite box sets though tim one that's out of print that you can't buy anymore how dare you <laughs> this beautiful friday the 13th that has everything in it it's great uh i know unfortunately when we did our uh jason goes to hell review i had to i was not able to watch that on hd oh, <laughs> which is very sad what a shame uh what about jason x we're doing that you know soon do you have uh jason x on blu-ray uh no not on blu-ray i uh again uh the same store i think i i bought i also have like a dvd it's like a you know dvd two-pack jason goes to hell and jason x uh-huh. so <laughs> uh-huh. so I have the recent Friday <clears throat> box set that's you know one through eight, and then DVD. I have uh, yeah the combined DVD of goes nine to, ten, yeah. yeah nine and ten, and then <laughs> it's like oh yeah, it's so confusing everything I have, uh, and then on Blu-ray I have a uh, three movie collection <laughs> of the Friday Thirteenth remake along with the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and Freddy vs Jason. That is a weird set because <laughs> because that Freddy vs Jason is like the end of the previous versions of the characters. Yeah. That's that's weird. Yeah, it it was one of those things where I was like, uh, and again, like I knew oh. they're coming up soonish on this show, so I'm like, oh, I should have these on, um, like Blu-ray or DVD yeah. or whatever. And then it's like, well, uh, I don't. I was like, uh, I like Friday the Thirteenth enough. I wouldn't mind owning that, and I do like Freddy vs Jason. Like, but I don't want to buy. The Nightmare on Elm Street remake, but then when I saw it was all together, I was like, eh, "All right, what the hell?" <laughs> it was like you know five bucks, obviously. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm happy. But yeah, that's. That it's I, just a... I, I own all the Freddy uh, movies except from the remake, and I own all the Jason movies because they're all in that box set that I just showed. Uh, yeah. But uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake, I'm just going to have to rent or still, if it's streaming, obviously when we do it, then great. Yeah. But i know at least right now it's on hbo uh but uh, who knows yeah how long it'll be yeah uh, so it's just funny yeah when, if i if i do a friday the 13th marathon all the <laughs> i i own them all but it's all all these hoops i have to go through to a lot of hoops when I yeah, watch them. yeah. <laughs> uh so where are we what are we talking about uh movie's great yeah i don't think we moved beyond that <laughs> <The Razor 3. laughs> yeah we, we didn't move beyond just the, the general idea of it well yeah the, the new centibates are fun we get to see how they're made and we get um, those are really cool yes yeah, so we get and that. i was not expecting them to show up like by the end uh we got like one and i was like oh holy hell i, I didn't think we we're gonna see this and then you see like a couple more and i'm like this is a, a lot of fun <laughs> yeah and they're all new it's not it's not because obviously two had all the yeah. same ones from the first movie um but they all were kind of defeated or whatever. So this movie, like Pinhead, creates a new army for himself, and that's kind of like where we go. So, um, no, I mean, like the some of the the some of the effects are really cheesy, but it kind of adds to the charm of the movie for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I'm at that. Doug Bradley's good. Um, even though I like Terry Farrell, I mean her character's kind of just there. Like it's not a big like her her or Terry sure. the the Paula Marshall's character. Those two. Are there? They have some funny, weird things that going on because, like, this young Terry comes to see uh, Joey and ends up staying with her, 
And there's a lot of weird things here where she's like, all of a sudden they're just best friends, even though they're completely different people. Yeah. <laughs> and like, she gets up in the morning and like Terry's like making breakfast but burning everything. And like, what's happening? Are they a couple now? Like, what? <laughs> they just met like last night and like now she's like expecting to get a job at a TV station. Which, by the way, mm. uh, Joey's cameraman that she's like friends with is, is like half. He's, he's he's like he's got a big mustache, like a like a biker. <laughs> But he's got like a cowboy jacket on. Um, Hell yeah! So he's—I he, started calling him the, uh, the 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 cowboy cameraman or something like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was it was. He left an impression. Is all I'm saying. He left an impression. Uh, so. <laughs> and uh, some of the Hellraiser theme is still in there in the music, although it's mixed in with some new stuff as well. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, it, it's always it's it, it's kind of funny. Um, because Hellraiser doesn't have the kind of theme that <clears throat> automatically stands out to you like a, you know, like a Friday Nightmare, or, you know, Psycho, obviously, like, you know, like those kind of things. But then once you hear it, it's like, oh, wait, like, oh, yeah, that's Hellraiser. Yeah, it's, it's got uh, this kind of almost apocalyptic sounding like. Mm-hmm. Da, da. <laughs> It's a, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. And it's very then, distinct. Uh, it's very distinct sound. You know, it's Hellraiser immediately. Yeah, and the, uh, yeah, I guess maybe like yeah, the, maybe the biggest, uh, or well, maybe one one of the bigger complaints is yeah, I don't really maybe care too much about the characters. Like, uh, like all the Cenobites and stuff are super fun, um, but yeah, Joey and Terry, like you know, they're fine. But I, I guess there isn't really anything necessarily like that stands out uh too much about them yeah they're not unlikable but they're not particularly likable either they're just kind of fine yeah you know um i think the the movie obviously loses something you know in, in terms of being unique because it is more of a just a conventional movie where oh eventually the villains will wake up and like go on a killing spree kind of thing yeah but and then it's you know. and there's really like um obviously don't want to spoil too much for the the end but mm. um with all these movies there's only kind of one way to like end it <laughs> like i like i feel like maybe at, at least the uh like the second one I'll, I'll give like a lot of credit for like trying to be different uh but yeah i, I feel like uh kind of after that there's just like really one thing you can do yeah yeah uh so i mean I, I'm, I'm okay i mean because i'm i'm expecting nothing but garbage after this because i've heard nothing but poor things about the sequels after three well, what I'll give uh, uh, <clears throat> credit for, you know, these ones and, um, I mean, <laughs> I want to say nice things about four, uh, <laughs> just because I'm more familiar with it, but, uh, but I won't. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. But, but I feel like uh, Hellraiser especially is notorious for doing the sequel thing where they just take scripts that are completely unrelated, throw Pinhead in there to keep the license, and. Uh-huh you know that's it and then <clears throat> i don't know if that necessarily started with four or if it's maybe like more around like five or six when they do that but as the further they go on they, i think it's more and more obvious that that's what they're doing and i haven't seen all of them so i'm actually excited to go through the franchise even though i know a lot of it's going to be bad yeah all 10 but, of the bloody um... things yeah <laughs> oh dear yeah i'm expecting some absolute trash after this so i'm actually happy that three was uh a lot more fun than I remembered it being. Uh, yeah. You know, it's got some some great effects moments. Uh, you, you, I mean, some of the visual effects are a bit rough, but some of the gore effects are quite fun. Definitely, yeah. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I'll give the spoiler warning. Oh, do. Give the spoiler <laughs> warning here. So, full spoilers for Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Although, before we start talking about the spoilers, um, I will remind you at this point that you can go to patreon.com slash TV if you want to support everything we do and keep the show coming, as well as all the other content that we do in TV. And you can, for just $1 per month, get a bonus exclusive episode every month. In fact, this month you're getting four because it's the October mm-hmm. thorn. But on regular months, you get a bonus exclusive episode. And at the $5 tier, you can vote on an episode every month and you get more uh, at the higher tiers as well. So, go to have a look and see if you want to support everything we do. Uh, for as little as one dollar per month and every dollar does count so you don't have to feel like one dollar's not enough one dollar is amazing if you want to go dips mm-hmm. that so um yeah uh, so let's get on to spoilers then let's talk about the, the juicy scenes that we want to talk about <laughs> so we mentioned the head exploding at the start of the hospital and that that, that was uh i think uh like similar to you i wasn't like um really expecting much but when i did see this opening scene i was kind of like okay i can get into this like, yeah this could, yeah <laughs> this could be fun this may be all right yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's not long after that where uh you know terry farrell goes to the club and i and i was commenting on the weird like what is this a nightclub a restaurant an apartment it's all three um and like you know it sets up the plot and you know they team up and um of course, the main thing we really want to talk about is the the, the gore and the horror stuff, and you know yeah. that, that's a uh, uh, JP Love Shaft. He he like uh, gets he puts his hand in a hole in the, the the pillar at one point, and it gets bit by a rat, and he starts waving his hand around, and so blood hits the pillar, and it kind of soaks it in, and it's like oh, the blood's going to awaken it. But the real thing that happens is that he eventually picks up someone in the club, right? Someone uh, very convenient for him to pick up chicks, right? Where he's he's, he's living like above the club but he's just kind of like oh come up with me to the bed um but maybe so, that's why this place exists because maybe he's just like you know i don't want to have to drive to a club and then to a restaurant and yeah. then back home <laughs> i just put them all in one place sure the restaurant would be first typically sure you'd yeah, have no. dinner before the, the night of clubbing or whatever you do uh sure but he he uh he's having sex and i have to come in the sex scene mm. because he he basically is doing this thing where he's he's in the missionary position sort of up straight and he's kind of like doing that but when he finishes he does this thing where he puts his arms out like he's jesus when he's like when he's climaxing and he's like oh and it's just i don't know it really made me laugh it really made me laugh he's really posing during the whole sex process um and he's kind of this douchebag it was actually making me think and I don't know when in the schedule this is going up, if this is going to be before or after Psycho 3, but it was making me think of Psycho 3. You know how like, Jeff Fahey in that movie is a complete dick to that girl after he has sex with her? It was giving me those sort of oh, vibes yeah. because he kind of starts doing that with this girl where she's just asking questions about his place and he's, he's just like, oh, shut up, go away, get out. Mm. Uh, but of course, the big thing that happens is that the pillar wakes up and Pinhead uh, mm. sends out some chains which hooks her in her arms and mm. her forehead, spins her around, and then skins her in one quick motion her entire skin just comes off it almost feels like a like a cartoon or something when like someone like you know gets something like stuck in a like vacuum or conveyor belt or something like just goes like and like sucks Mm. it all right up it looks really really cool yeah really cool and then she gets swallowed and she's sort of eaten into the statue Mm. and the pillar and is just sort of and it's really over the top and then, you know, he's left sitting there going, like, what the hell, what the hell? And he pulls out his gun. <laughs> and of course, the bullets do nothing. But Pinhead, who's talking now... He's like, he's, spits he's, the bullets out. Yeah, <laughs> his head's in the in the pillar, and he's talking to him now. He's like, ah, you enjoyed the girl, yes? 
I enjoyed her too. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, 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 yum. yum. Uh, but he's basically convinces him before he runs off. He's like, no, no. You can't, if you feed me people, I'll give you power. I'll give you dominion. Um, so uh, so he actually ends up calling uh, uh, Terry, who's staring at Joey's place. And she like hears an answering machine message about Terry, or sorry, about Joey possibly getting a job in another city, and she takes this as like an ultimate betrayal, and she trashes her place. You know, when when Joey comes back later, her, her apartment is trashed, and it's like, what the hell? Like, she was letting you stay here, and like she was going to get you a job, and you're pissed because she might have a job offer somewhere else. <laughs> that makes her a liar. What the hell? Uh, but there's a great scene also, where. It, Wait, where you? Well, it's like you said, like. They probably known each other what, like a couple of days yeah. or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, just stay in my apartment on your own. Yeah, why, why, why would yeah. I feel good about that? Uh, but so there's this scene where she goes back to back to JP, and they're in his apartment, and the pillar's there, and he's like trying, like he's standing by the pillar, wanting her to come over and like sort of get sucked in, and she goes over to the bed instead. And there's this whole thing where they're having this talk, and she's crying. And eventually he's like, okay, come on, come come over to daddy. But he doesn't go over her in the bed. He stands next to the pillar and he puts his hands out as if to say, that's, that's embrace. And she's like, okay, come here to the bed. And he's like, no, no, you come over here. I want to do it over here. And I'm like, this is a random place in the middle of the floor next to this pillar. This, it just it feels so weird. Like, why wouldn't she think there's something suspicious going on? Um, but he's like, oh, you have to come to me. You come to me. And she does. And of course, uh, it's a bit of a close call. And he doesn't manage to actually get her into the pillar. She struggles a little bit. He tries to, tries to force it. And then he gets hooked instead and a, a pinhead swallows him into the pillar. So he gets swallowed instead. And then he's like, hey. Well, actually, first of all, he just gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. This is important. Because there's a scene here where pinhead convinces her to drag him towards the pillar so that he can eat him instead. So we have a scene where she's like dragging his like knocked out body over to the pillar so that so mm-hmm. that Pinhead will eat him. And this is the, the body that, that makes Pinhead strong enough to break out, where the, the pillar shatters and Pinhead's just standing there. And this is where we get to the meat of the movie, where mm-hmm. Pinhead comes into the club mm-hmm. and chaos ensues. <laughs> where, for some reason, there's a moment here where so, so obviously it makes sense that Pinhead's like throwing things around and people are, you know, the DJ who's like playing a lot of CDs gets like cds like thrown at his head and that he becomes a, a centibite obviously but it's just like it's just like the cds like sort of lift up on the road and start spinning and you're like oh i know what's going to happen it's going to like yeah. it's like a buzzsaw and he just gets cds in the face it's beautiful it's like so funny because like cds just feel like so flimsy yeah like uh, i mean obviously if you it's being hurtled super fast it you know could be scary but it doesn't feel like something necessarily threatening i like the I think one of the first deaths we see, which I didn't even know was going on at first, but it's like I think it's a woman's drink. Like, oh yeah, this is this uh, is so weird. <laughs> like, rises up and forms like an icicle that goes like right through her. Well, no, before the icicle, and, you're you're missing an important step. It's like a T one thousand where it forms Pinhead's face first. Oh right, right. The water right. comes up and it forms Pinhead's face, and then it turns into an icicle and then stabs her in the mouth. <laughs> Since when could Pinhead do this? <laughs> it definitely feels like uh you know like the freddy freddyification of uh pinhead it does, like, yeah no, i agree yeah you know, he's getting like you know he's not like cracking joke like uh, well i think like the difference uh between him and like freddy is like freddy would crack a joke and then kill them and it feels like the way he kills them is the joke <laughs> like yeah 
<laughs> or icicle and uh, CDs. And um, I don't know much about DJing, but like, don't aren't you like? Isn't the whole thing is that you're kind of like scratching like records and stuff? Like, just playing a CD isn't that kind of lame? <laughs> no, you're still DJing. Like, like, what you're thinking of is like DJs mm-hmm. who make music. Whereas mm-hmm. this is a DJ at a party just playing music. This is yeah. this is this is also a DJ. Okay, <laughs> I just uh, uh, this doesn't seem as cool <laughs> to me, but sure, sure. You also can't scratch your <laughs> CDs like a vinyl, so you can't do that. Yeah, if you try and do that a CD, it'll just break the CD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, <True>. um, <laughs> uh, I love that Tim thinks that all DJs do do, do disc scratches and are like making music themselves like on stage. That's really funny. <laughs> really. Um, but like, well, I feel like though, like even if like you're, I don't know, like playing different stuff, like I, I don't know, I feel like you're switching between a lot of things, or I don't know, just putting a CD on and pressing play. I mean, I, we don't see what he's doing. Maybe there's more involved to it than that, but this doesn't feel that cool. It's the curation of the playlist. It's the it's the choosing what's right for the moment. I think is part of the, mm. the skill. Okay, <laughs> that's my guess. I don't know. I never DJed. You kidding me? Uh, but uh, so yeah, Pinhead's just walking out, and then this is this is the thing happens where Pinhead's like powerful enough to make like mm-hmm. Joey see like a news report on TV that's not real mm-hmm. about chaos down at this club. So Joey calls a cameraman, or a cameraman goes down first, and of course he's already dead. Like the time she gets there, because of course he is. Uh, he's actually dead. It's such a cool Silent Hill thing, actually, where she turns around and there's just a camera like on his neck. His head's been like decapitated, and he, the camera's like moving around on his head. And it's like this is a really cool visual. This is great. And the whole thing here is that Pinhead wants her to like help him come become full strength. I don't know. <laughs> I think. Uh, that's like quite, that sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> oh, the, she, he wants the box. That's what it is. He wants the box because that'll yeah. open the gates of whatever uh, mm-hmm. and give him. But he has he has to like be given it. He can't just take it from her. He she has to hand it over. Uh, so it becomes this like case of like trying to torment her. Uh, for some reason, Pinhead's like set up like a whole room full of candles. But that doesn't seem like Pinhead would take the time to do that. But <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, this is where he like starts like okay well I'm going to torment you until you give me over then so this is when like other Cenobites that he's created start appearing and mm-hmm. she ends up like running down the street there's this whole big set piece where she's going down the street and like several Cenobites are chasing her one of which is CD man who's got CDs sticking out of his head kind of information one's the camera guy <laughs> who has like a lens where his eyes should be and feels very sort of like techno um oh, what was the third one in this scene ah damn I can't remember what is it well, like a right? The, uh, I believe there's that. There's a a lady with just like a cigarette <laughs> sticking out. No, of that's her not neck. this scene because that that's uh, that's that's uh, Terry oh, okay, okay. who shows up later. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, oh, and then the ooh, there's a flamethrower guy, and then there's like a, a bar the bartender. Oh guy. yeah, who throws who throws booze yeah. uh, or gasoline? Well, gasoline. Yeah, <laughs> which we know because the the cops deliver this female <laughs> cop who's standing there because uh, eventually some cop cars show up and they're standing there with the shotguns and this this uh this gasoline hits like the other guy the other cop in the arm and she just stands and goes gasoline is, is the del- I, I can't mimic it the line delivery is so amazingly bad it's it's beautiful it's a thing of beauty it's great and then the uh the subtext of it is uh hey gasoline 
let's stand here and not run away. <laughs> yes, yes. Just stand and wait to be set alight. There's no movement yeah. whatsoever. It is, it is something else. Uh, it it feels very strange because it's like a... Uh, wait, do, do we know where this is? Is it Los Angeles or... I don't know if it's set in Los Angeles. It's funnily enough, uh, as I was watching this, uh, I was I was streaming as I was watching this, and mm. someone checked. It was shot in North Car- North Carolina. Oh okay. Um, Is it set there? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but like, it feels like it's supposed to have like a very big uh, city vibe. But then, like, when she's like, yeah, running, it's like the streets feel so deserted. And then even like, you know, <sighs> when these cops you know come up out of nowhere it's like uh it's still just like two cops and like you know yeah. what looks like a very big <laughs> like city street yeah the street's really big but yeah it feels like they don't have a... and because uh, i was actually debating with what the, the the viewer actually about uh well that was a real street or a or a back lot um and <laughs> i didn't think it was a back lot because because the, the, i know it's like a fake look to back lots that i can kind of usually spot mm-hmm. especially in older stuff and in tv shows and the street looks too real and especially because as you say by the time you get to the cops you can see right down the street it is a long ass street so it's like it's very clear that it's real by that point but we were debating that uh because some of the storefronts were clearly fake because they wanted to blow them up and like you know have cenobites like jump oh, out yeah, yeah. and stuff like that so obviously they, they put in some of their own thanks cat for shaking the whole camera um, <laughs> but they'd obviously put in their own like storefronts that they could blow up and things mm-hmm. like that uh, in fact one of the things that i'd mentioned specifically is that one of the centibates comes through like a brick wall and the bricks look so light and fluffy. Like, you know, the shake when it comes through. And I'm like, yeah, that's, those aren't real bricks. What are, you, what are you trying? What are you trying, movie? I ain't believing it for a second. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, what, what else really happens here? She, she kind of keeps running. Uh, she eventually gets, like, a construction site. And, well, uh, oh. before that, she runs into a church oh you're right yeah because pinhead kills yeah. the priest you're right um, yeah. in fact actually we've skipped over my favorite part of this whole thing my favorite part of the whole thing is she's actually she's chased at one point by electric water there's like a, a, a oh. fire hydrant this this, this burst <laughs> and uh, one of the cenobites like either has electric power or like pulls the power cables from somewhere mm-hmm. and electrocutes it mm-hmm. so she's literally running down the street from this this water that's running <laughs> after her that's electrified uh it was, it was really silly but great yeah. so you know i want to mention that but yeah uh priest yeah. priest yeah yeah that, that's yeah that seems like a lot of fun and then yeah this whole church thing it seems like very unnecessary but i still uh find it a lot of fun um basically seeing like pinhead torture this priest like she runs in there and there's uh she's like babbling uh to this old priest and then when pinhead comes in there he tries to fight him and uh again some like cool special effects there like he holds out his cross and the cross just like melts into his hands um, if it's, as, as if it's like you know hot and like melt you know hot water. Yeah. It's, it's not just that it melts that it's like it's hot enough to melt so it like burns his hand and it's like all over his hand and he's like oh yeah <laughs> and then like he does this like uh this like gross like communion <laughs> with the priest where like he makes him like eat part of his flesh yeah right. um and then it's uh it's like it, it's very weird and feels like kind of like pointless in, in regards to like all the other stuff that's like going on in the movie but i kind of like just how crazy it is and uh i mean maybe part of it is showing like how like god like uh you know pinhead wants to become because he's you know, kind of making himself like uh, look like Jesus, and he's like uh, giving him, like you know, uh, taking his pins out and putting them in his hands, like a, uh, you know, like he's being crucified and stuff. Mm. Uh, so it, it uh, actually ends up being like a really cool scene. Yeah, honestly, what once Pinhead's in the club, like everything from that to the end, more or less, is yeah. pretty great. Uh, you know, she runs into the construction site. And this is where 
Terry's Cenobite with uh, the smoking one uh, shows up, and also JP's there with like he's the giant like, bit of metal that's on his head, which happened to him oh, right, right before right. he gets sucked into the pillar. So that's the, the final two Cenobites. So there's actually like. I think five or six in total, plus Pinhead at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pinhead's got a great shot, though. When Pinhead like, walks onto the scene, he comes at the top of this little hill at this construction site, and it's like all this like smoke, and there's like, these these uh, light rays coming from behind them. It's this grand yeah. entrance. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, she beats him by taking him to... Like, he, he thinks he's tricking her, because it, it goes back into the war. Because one of the things we didn't mention is that she has this weird dream where the real person behind Pinhead, the person who became Pinhead, contacts her in like this like dreamlike flashback of world war one she, she has her own dream about vietnam at one point about her dad who died there and then we have this dreamlike flashback of world war one where he explains that oh no i was separated from pinhead so now he's this unstoppable force he's the worst you have to like bring him in here whatever uh and don't give him the cube this is where we learn the rule about not giving him the cube um but she uh she does this and brings him in and it turns out, like, she sees her dad, and she, the dad asks for the cube, and she gives it to him, and I'm like, what are you doing, you fool? This is clearly a trick. This is clearly Pinhead uh, tricking you. Um, but ultimately, this devolves into a Pinhead versus Pinhead uh, fight, where <laughs> the human faces Pinhead, and ultimately, ultimately, he's, he's defeated, and uh, Terry Farrell comes back out, and she puts the, the, uh, the cube in cement, and you know, whatever this building site is, she puts the cube in cement so that no one can ever find it, and uh, that's kind of the end of the story. And our final scene, our final scene, a uh, mm-hmm. little epilogue scene, is that we skip ahead in time to when this building has been completed. Mm-hmm. This building that's built on on top of the cube, and so you know, the, the business suit guy goes inside, and the ent- all the walls look like the side of the cube. Like it's become yeah. the building <laughs> itself is almost the actual the, the the entire cube now. Where this building is what is what you know contains the the path to Pinhead and the Cenobites. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's a really fun ending. It really made me laugh. Um, I'm I'm assuming that four doesn't even touch upon it at all. It probably ignores it completely. Probably. But yeah. <laughs> I do like the ending. So fair play. The stuff, I mean, the stuff with the real you know Pinhead inside the inside mm-hmm. the Dream World and inside the TV and whatever. Like eh, that's whatever. Uh, that's just you know it's there. It's fine. Yeah, the, the, like there's definitely yeah, there's definitely like stuff uh you know that I I I could lose. <sighs> um like really all the weird war stuff and dreams like with her dad I really was not into. <laughs> yeah. Uh like uh, yeah, you know, like it serves a purpose I, I guess, but I could have done without it. I do like the idea um, that Pinhead's more vicious now because the human side of him's gone. Like, that's I think cool, they yeah. could have made that point without like having like the real human Pinhead be there like for so yeah. long. Like, I mean, I think just making that point is kind of cool. Like, this is why this is why he's just going to run killing people now because they obviously he didn't do that in the first two because it wasn't about that. It was about people who opened the box, um, mm-hmm. were going to be punished, and it wasn't about him yeah. just killing everyone. Whereas here he's turned into that, so it's a nice little reason why. Even though, even though, yeah, it makes the movie less special. But you know, depend- Hellraiser one exists. We can go watch Hellraiser one. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And it kind of reminds me of like uh, the the Spectre. Like remember when uh, around the time like Infinite Crisis when he didn't have a human host and he was just going oh, crazy. Okay. And, yeah, I can see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, that, that's cool. Uh, and um. Yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, the yeah, like like you said, like all the crazy stuff, like all the like murder and the gore and once pinheads up and about that stuff is really good. Um, I just felt like a little bit of a slog uh, 
in the beginning, like leading up to that stuff. Like, um, sure. again, <laughs> opening with the, the head bursting scene is amazing, but yeah, like, um, maybe just cause I just didn't really care too much about the characters. Like, um, I don't know. I think it's kind of, it's always been some, maybe, uh, like a, a hard, uh, something i've had trouble with uh with like the hellraiser franchise is like that you know there hasn't really been a, a character that I, I latch on to like obviously like you know the cenobites are the most interesting but um you know even though like one or two like i never really was like you know that big in uh you know into kirsty um like uh you know versus something like you know nightmare on elm street or something where yeah you have people like nancy uh uh that you know you follow and that you like and kind of root for like um yeah and really uh, well, that's because in the first hellraiser you the protagonist is really uh i can't forget her name uh the you know the, the stepmom like her, oh, her, julia her, yeah julia and frank are very much the protagonists yeah. of that film they're the ones who are actually driving the yeah. plot so it's more of a dark weird macabre thing where you're on the villains kind of story for the movie that's true yeah yeah and like uh like you know kirsty ends up being like the hero uh of that movie but yeah it, it feels like she weirdly isn't a part of it until that kind of last like you know act of it and then uh, i do like her more in the second one for sure um and i, I like that she has like a, a little bit of a you know cameo in this uh i don't know maybe it would have been better if you know uh she was a uh, came back as like a uh, the character or something so maybe there's more of a through line uh but i don't uh, you know not to you know give too much uh like uh be too negative on um you know joey and, and terry and stuff like they're fine uh it's just not um you know characters really like latch on to that you're like oh man like i want to see you know what happens with them yeah well, um, that's fair that's fair but uh, i've always kind of because they always release these three as a trilogy in box sets mm -hmm. and stuff i've always kind of thought of three being more valid than the rest just because it's always with the sure. first two, even though it is very yeah. separate and it is very much a different movie. Um, whereas, yeah, I feel like there's this kind of stigma to four onwards where it's like you get to the scripts mm. that aren't really Hellraiser scripts, they're just scripts that Pinhead's are into. And, you know, I'm on IMDb, I always have the IMDb up at the side just, just in case I need to glance at a name or whatever. And, mm. um, you know, the recommended, or the, the more like this, it's just, you know, six other Hellraiser movies. And I think it's mm. really notable that every Hellraiser poster is just a shot of Pinhead and a different lighting uh, with the title underneath it, there's like no like attempt yeah. to like make them feel different or or whatever. So yeah, because I I think ultimately what they end up becoming is just like some weird you know generic horror script, and then they just throw in like you know a couple of scenes here and there with a uh, with Pinhead. Um, like uh, I I like that ultimately he he's the the villain in these movies, but like. Well, I, I like in the first one that, uh, you know, he wasn't really, like... It wasn't the villain, because the, the, villain, the villain was you know? Frank and Julia. They were the yeah. villains. And then even in the second one, like, he's... Oh, I, I guess I don't know if you'd really consider him... Because uh, no, in the second one, I'd say... The villain in the second one. It's Julia and the Doctor. Uh, yeah. Who are the villains in the second one. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I guess it does kind of feel like a nice uh, little trilogy. Like, I guess maybe even if it is kind of weird having him as a villain then in this one like you said there's uh actual like reasons and stuff behind it because you know you're working off the pillar from the end of the second one and um and yeah that was the whole thing in the second one where you're finding out like the human forms and kind of changing them back so they're still kind of playing off of that so it still makes sense and um but then yeah you don't really need 
going like forward to like uh have him be like the star of the show and everything I don't yeah know. <clears throat> but um like, I, I was kind of mentioning it um like earlier though in the non-spoiler section uh but it does it does kind of stink that I, I feel like um ultimately you know the ending always just kind of revolves around like someone having to solve uh you know the box which like yeah well, uh, which, which is funny because in this movie there was almost no emphasis on her trying to solve it for the movie it was just yeah. all of a sudden at the end she just sort of quickly tried to like do it and it's like okay and, it, sure. and it's just not like a very interesting thing because it is such a like like a like it's not like a there isn't really like a cool visual component like the box looks cool and it's great when the pieces are kind of coming up and, and stuff together but like watching someone solve a puzzle is not like an interesting thing to see in a movie yeah no i think that's fair i think that's fair i think it's interesting that even the first movie has pinhead on the poster even though maybe they mm-hmm. didn't know at the time that pinhead would become this iconic yeah character i wonder whose choice that was i wonder who <laughs> said hey this is the character we should have on the poster not um, one of the other Cenobites, not um, you know the, the the human characters or anything like that. No, we're going to put this pinhead. This is going to be the poster, as as this yeah. character. So I mean, it's obvious in two onwards why because obviously he blew up and everyone liked him. But like, it's interesting. I I feel bad uh, in those uh, documentaries. I think one of the other like original Cenobites uh, specifically mentions that, and they it it does feel kind of bad because you know they kind of say like. Hey, you know, I wish I was on the poster. Like, then I could have had a career. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, sucks, but it's Hollywood, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, just just how it works. Just how it works. Uh, No, I actually, I surprisingly kind of enjoy Hellraiser three. I had fun. Um, Not not perfect. It's got a lot of flaws, and it's not you know, it's not a good movie. But I had kind of a great time with it because it 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 is kind of insane in places and. Has some fun deaths and fun character designs and just really good hokey fun. So, um, Tim, I'm going to ask the question: yeah. What are you going to rate Hellraiser Three Hell on Earth? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a, a six point five. Uh, it's yeah, like you said, it's a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily you know the greatest or best made uh, film, and um, uh, again, the, the biggest issues really are probably just um you know kind of like the um maybe like first half of the movie before we kind of get into all the craziness there's just um points where it just kind of slogged down Mm -hmm. a a bit for me but i mean other than that though yeah i can't really can't emphasize enough just how you know how crazy and fun it gets once like the stuff starts happening so maybe if there's a little bit more of that throughout i could give it uh slightly higher but i mean 6.5 is still like pretty good uh especially for something that's maybe like a little like cheesier but uh yeah I was, I was actually surprised as well about how uh much i i dug this yeah um, i'm actually gonna go slightly lower i'm gonna go with a straight six um but it's a very enthusiastic six like i, I had a blast with this i'm giving it a yeah. six because you know i'm acknowledging that it doesn't really have good characters and there's not much of an arc and like all, all the things that make a movie a movie but um i had good fun this is you know like i feel there's a lot of sixes out of tens where like I can't go any lower than that because I had fun, and it's because I was I was rating this for myself like yesterday on Letterboxd, and like I was rating it right after I was rating another movie we watched for this weekend, and I was like I can't rate it the same as this movie because 
I, I enjoy Hellraiser 3. I want to watch it again, even though the rating's quite close, so I had to go a little bit higher with it, and I'm like, yeah, it's a solid 6, uh, fun 6 that I would happily watch again. Um, also, I almost did like a Bane line a minute ago, and I just want to see if I can do it in a mug. I want to see if I can do the effect. <laughs> the fire rises! Oh, that's not bad, actually. <laughs> you think darkness is your ally? You really adopted it. I was born in it. Molded by it. By the time I saw light, I was already a man. <laughs> that's actually quite good. That's, that's even better than I can. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Batman. We are coming to Gotham. And we will show the people the truth. <laughs> that you are a false prophet. I'm Bane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna break your back with pain. I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm going to stop. Um, but yes, that is a uh, that is Hellraiser three. Uh, kind of a fun time, to be honest. Um, like I, you know, I, you know, I, I don't think I don't think the gap between this and two is as much as people probably think it is. No, I, I think that's what uh, was really surprising uh, for me because uh, yeah, I hear like yeah, I think kind of the general consensus is like. Um, you know, obviously people love the first one and then but then there's a lot of people that really really like two i think some people even like rate it a little higher than, yeah yeah which i i think is like a little surprising because i i do like two but i think it's not like a perfect movie by any means but um yeah i was expecting like a big drop off and uh i was surprised like oh no this is actually still like really fun it's a it's definitely a sequel, right? It's it's not like anything groundbreaking. It's a sequel, but it's a fun sequel. Yeah, and like if you're gonna do like a marathon, like uh, I mean, Lord help you if you want to do every movie. But uh, I think just doing just these three is a pretty fun night. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so that is Hellraiser three, and we will be back um lately tomorrow with another episode of Screams After Midnight. Um, uh, although if it's if tomorrow's a Saturday in October, then it'll be a Patreon exclusive episode. So uh, know that you can get that for one dollar per month over at patreoncom slash TV. I'm hearing cats fighting outside the door, so I'm just I'm <laughs> looking over. Uh, but that is uh, that has uh, been the episode. That has been the movie review. You can of course let us know what you think of the movie in the comments. You can like and subscribe. You can also of course go to uh, Twitter and follow us uh, at Screams Midnight uh, for our Twitter ramblings. Uh, you can as well of course support us. Uh, we mentioned Patreon of course financially, but you can also support us by going to your, your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, and giving us like a five-star rating because it will help. It will uh, make them promote us more and recommend us more to people listening to similar shows and it will get more ears and eyes on the show. So please do do all those things. Uh, they help us out a lot. Uh, but that is uh, that is otherwise us. Uh, and this is the October Thon. I have no idea what part of the month this episode is going up. Probably somewhere in the middle to middle, late middle, I don't know. Uh, but uh, hopefully you've been having fun. Hopefully you're looking forward to more episodes coming. And remember that if this is before the 20th, you can still submit your top 25 or top 50 horror movies to mftvquestions at gmail.com and just get them in, in the nick of time for the top 50 horror movies as voted for by you guys, by the Screams After Midnight community. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you very much for taking part in any and all of that. Uh, we love you loads for it. Uh, are you feeling good, Tim? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Good. This is like the 13th one we've recorded. It's not necessarily the 13th one that will go up, though. Uh, but uh, we're deep in the, the October Thon grind. Mm-hmm. 
of recording yeah. episodes. So anyway, we will see you guys uh, tomorrow. So thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Have a happy rest of October. Have a happy Halloween and keep watching scary movies. We'll see you next time.